0: Hi, this is our sister's house, and I'm sitting down here with my two colleagues, Gabe Chaikin and Jill Jackson. My name is Joyce Sendagala, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Confabulation. So an incident took place today that I would like Gabe to explain.
1: Uh, so we went to an event Um, that was specifically for uh, black people. Um, Only
2: we didn't know that.
1: Yeah, we didn't know that. Um, It wasn't made clear. So it was a gathering. It was kind of meant to be a support group for black people um, that work with um, social programs, with domestic violence and things like that. Um, But we didn't really know that it was just strictly for black people. So we went to this event and me being white, um, we went in there, introduced ourselves, and they asked us to say what how we identified and Everybody was talking about how they identified as either African American, where their roots were from, maybe countries in Africa or certain states and Then I came in i said i identify i don 't identify as black i 'm white, um, but i 'm just here to because I work with black women, and most of my clients are black." just here to kind of get, you know, more cultural understanding of how I can better like serve my clients. Um, and then later on they said they wanted to, uh, address the elephant in the room and kind of mentioned how this was a safe space for black people. And that, um, basically say that I wasn't really welcome there and that they didn't really want me to be there just so you know black people could have a safe space to talk about certain things so that's kind of what we're talking about today is safe spaces what they kind of mean and you know let's go from there okay
2: so i and i was there gabe and i were there there and so i i didn't there wasn't a huge understanding about from the email we got um, that it was strictly um, a safe black space, and I agree with safe black spaces. I think they're necess- necessary, um, and I don't have any problem with them. It's just that we weren't clear that's what exactly what it was. We knew it was a black gathering, but usually when you go to a lot of these gatherings, there's, there's white people there too. Um, and so we just didn't know. Now, did did we have any problem leaving? No, because we did understand, and so I told the group, you know, we understand that, you know, this is a safe black space, it just wasn't clear in the email sent, um, and we didn't have a problem leaving because we understood that. I guess... I guess once we left and Gabe and I started deconstructing all this, um, we, first of all, we figured, you know, they were greeting us at the door. They saw Gabe was white. They could have just pulled both us of us aside and asked, you know, Gabe what he identified as and they would have found out he didn't identify as black. And they could have just said, well, you know, this is a safe black space. You know, we appreciate you coming but it's not a space for you at this time since you do not identify in any way shape or form as black or african-american and then we just would have left fine um but that's not what they did they kind of waited to address what they called the elephant in the room and so it left gabe and i kind of vulnerable in the space um and then gabe said well jill you could have You could have stayed. I'd have left and went to go, you know, listen to some legislature or something. But then, no, I wasn't going to sit there if Gabe had to leave. Um, There are other times that I could put myself in a safe black space. This just apparently wasn't one of them. I wasn't going to let him leave and then me stay there. And then there was this atmosphere, this feeling in the room of what Gabe for you
1: yeah because we always talk about how like um when black black people always feel you know when they go into room they're not welcome there you know especially you know maybe in north end Tacoma and white neighborhoods you know wherever they go to grocery stores or whatever they're always being looked at and always feeling like they're not welcome so I guess this experience was interesting for me because you know me being white never really having experienced that before And then going to a place place where I'm the only white person in the room, I kind of, you know, was able to understand that feeling of not being welcome in a a place um, just because, you know, I'm white. And in a way, I kind of felt like we talked about it being hypocritical, like always like white people not welcoming black people. And then black people doing the same thing, just turning around, not welcoming white people into their space. Um, So, you know, that's just kind of, I understand why they did it but you know it just... yeah
2: it, it was just interesting because the table the the tables were flipped and they're flipped for a reason every black person understands we need safe spaces to tell our own truths to figure out our own things to feel safe to say things that we otherwise wouldn't say don't feel safe saying out in white society but it 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 just was very odd for me because I know Gabe um I I know Gabe, I know what he tries to do. I know the good work that he does. I know he's extremely interested in his work and the population he serves. And okay, this wasn't a time for Gabe to be included. I get that. But I just for me, I wonder how that affects us at work, right? Because you have to have those safe spaces. And Gabe, Gabe, got a taste of what it's like to be discriminated against. You know, a little taste. So how does that? How do we? How do we use what happened today? Unfortunate as it was to um look at what we do and how we interact with um a culture that isn't yours like how does gabe take that and interact with his clients or how does that affect the dynamic of us
0: i don't think it was an unfortunate situation i really don't i think that a lot of the times we sit here And Gabe is in a black safe space because this is all black women. Gabe is the only white male who works here. And then we have a white intern, but they know that this is a black safe space. And we always talk about black issues that go on. Like I was telling Gabe the other day, he was like, When He's like I don't understand why you guys generalize everything around white people and he's like some white people might just be looking at you because you might have something on your face or they're like your shoes or something like that and I was like Gabe pay attention the next time we go to Metropolitan Market how they look at me it's not about my shoes it's about the fact that I'm in a white safe in yeah. a white space. Yeah. And so I think that he, he wasn't able to grasp it, but now he's able to grasp it. So I don't yeah, think yeah, a good Yeah. Situation. You know what, Joy,
2: you're right. Because I did say when we were sitting there, I said, we don't, we don't, um, filter ourselves around Gabe. Gabe is part of our office. And, and he works in an office with three black women and we do not filter ourselves and he's gotten beaten up a few times but I think this was your best beat up yet yeah. so now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I do, I do agree yeah, you're and right it, yeah. it
0: was even down to the wire about how they've handled it and it's even like when we go into other white agencies where we're shown that we're not welcome other agencies where we're meeting up with other white advocates and we're the only minority advocates there and how they treat us how they talk to us and how they address us it's just like and i think that he got a taste of exactly what it means to be like a minute taste he didn't even get a whole entire picture (laughs) of what it means to be black he got the appetizer he gets a full meal respectful
1: discrimination yeah it was
0: very and that's literally how it always is with us it's always risk Respectful discrimination, but we know that it's discrimination regardless. Yeah. So I don't, I think that this was a very fortunate moment that could happen for Gabe because now he's able to like take a grasp as to this is what they're talking about. This is what happens. This is a sense that... Yeah, Like, this is what happens all the time to them. Yeah. Like, everyone in the office was like, oh, poor Gabe, poor Gabe. And I'm like, no,
2: not poor Gabe. Well, it's only because, we, you know, we love Gabe. And and the thing is, you wouldn't wish whatever we go through on a daily basis on anybody. I wouldn't. But on the flip side, actually... Gay might have been a good thing for yeah, you.
1: Yeah, I do think it was. Yeah. I think it was a good thing, and I definitely learned a valuable lesson from experience. Like, you always read about it, but you never actually yeah. experience it firsthand. Yeah. So I think this was very useful. But the only thing unfortunate about it that I think is they didn't realize the possible benefit of just me being there and being old. because I interact with so many, you know, victims who are black me being able to help them through listening to the experiences of what they go through so I can better understand people.
2: Right, work but but I think they do realize that. Um, the guy, he didn't do it in the best way, but he did thank you for the work you do. I think they do realize that. That's a whole other gathering
3: mm-hmm. where
2: you have white people, where it's not just a, a it's a safe space for black people. Mm-hmm. But you have white people. That's a whole nother um gathering to have. Yeah. This was just strictly for um black people to get together and express their their pain and to heal. So so in that yeah, he It's hard to it, heal when your oppressor right. well, not
0: Gabe in general, but your oppressor is in the room. Like how do you
2: Right. So and so what they, what probably should happen is more things like that where you just have the safe space for black people and then you have the space where black people can say what they want to 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 white people, like Gabe, who are in the industry, who help black populations. That's part of their job, that's part of their um, vision, that's part of what they do. So that you can help them better understand the populations they serve. But But,
0: can we flip it and see what if Jill hadn't been with Gabe, and what if Jill didn't know Gabe, and you were sitting at another table? Oh, right, right. I
2: did say that to Gabe on the way back from. I said. Mm -hmm. I wonder what I would have done if that had been me sitting in the room like the other black women. It was mostly women. There's Mm -hmm. only one guy. Like the other black women. And what would I have said if somebody walked in with the white guy? And then I thought about it, and I know how I am. I don't... I understand a lot of black people don't say things they want to in front of white people.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But I, I... I am... Not like that. Yeah, I am you're, not. You're I'm not going to filter. All yeah, I don't. I don't care who's in the room. I'm not filtering myself. Yeah. And especially when white people are in the room and we're talking about what affects black people, I really don't filter myself yeah. because I feel like they need to know. I did it at the legal advocacy thing, and when you know, I said, you know, well, if that offends white people, then maybe they should sit down and think about why it offends them. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem. It offends you. Yeah. It's the truth. You know, so that's just me though. And I've gone through years and years and years of life on this earth to be able to do that. And And some people aren't in the position in their jobs where they can do that. They can put their their livelihoods in jeopardy. So I get it that, but that's just me.
0: And it's, un- it's also interesting because now we were in a situation where black people had privilege. We had all the power in the room. Yeah. And at the same time, we did exactly what our white oppressors do all the time. They don't speak up. They weren't like, hey, he's just here to learn. If he's going to stay in this safe space, maybe he should just be quiet. And as long as he's not speaking up and he's just observing and learning, he could stay here. So in the same sense, like Jill did have a semblance of privilege. And she, and she acted upon it by saying, like, I'm gonna leave with my white counterpart. But how many times do white people do that for us? How many oh times no, I've never
2: had. Us? I've always said I. All the white friends I've ever had have used their privilege to stab me in the back. Um, it's never. I've never had a white friend that um, that didn't do that to me. So I know how that goes. I know mm-hmm. how. I've never seen, um, very rarely. No, no, I've no one time I've seen it, but with, with Rena. Yeah. You know, but usually it's like they'll just be like, "Yeah, here's my car keys. Why don't you go and I'm gonna stay." And
0: yeah,
3: I would never do
2: that to Gabe.
0: Yeah, ever. And Gabe, what happens if it was a white gathering? And Jill had
1: wow, come
0: uh, with KKK K- me. <laughs> what would happen if it was like white advocates all meeting? Like then, and, that and they be a had kids. Okay, yeah. but okay, what so do you it mean? What? It's not a thing. It a is white, a, thing. a
1: white social service gathering. <laughs> they
0: do it all the time.
1: I think that's just how it usually ends up, just because.
2: Because we're in dominant society, but there it, yeah. are white gatherings where black people are uh, not welcome.
0: They're not like it's not said on the it, pamphlet. You're not welcome, but the tension, the atmosphere, the room. You. And the yeah. and the way the email is formatted, yep. it says you guys are not welcome. What I mean, if we
2: were in Montana? Yeah,
0: and this was something that because you
2: know because you've lived in Montana and I've been to Montana, and I know how white it yeah. is.
1: I mean, I can definitely like personally, I wouldn't. I'd be I'd be totally fine with it, just because you know I like having multiple perspectives, multiple opinions, being able to have other people learn if they're there for the right reasons. But like, if I can try to remember this right. Um, Like, I guess if a black person were to show up to an all white meeting, I'd know some people might have a problem like basically talking shit about them because you know, they don't want to yeah. offend them or like you know they don't want them to like speak up or like stuff like that.
2: But what if I came with, with you to it? Exactly. And and, we, and, and, the and, and the they reverse. and they said, you know, this is an all-white space. Yeah.
1: I would defend I mean, I was so I was glad that you were there because like I was kind of surprised when that came up a little bit and then you just basically you basically just spoke up and kind of basically defended me. Um, so I think I probably would have done the same thing.
2: Yeah. That's good. I yeah. mean It's, it's, it, those were my peeps and it was hard, but I know if you'd have, if if you'd have just been some random white person, I'd have just been like, see ya. (laughs) No. I'd have been like, bye. Same thing. If I didn't know
0: gay personally, I would have been like, yeah, peace. uh, Like, sorry, oh, that's, yeah, Yeah. well,
2: I didn't know it was an all black space thing either, but. Yeah, peace. See yeah, ya.
0: Pretty much.
3: But
2: I know you, Gabe. I yeah. work with you every day. You're you're a friend of mine. Um, this office is like family, so Friend co worker. Friend, co worker, family, yeah. <laughs> Find it as co <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this it's just a different dynamic.
1: I so there was no way I was gonna just sit there and be like, oh, yeah. oh yeah,
2: bye, Gabe.
1: Like no, I don't see anybody else in that room speaking up for me, or saying like why I should stay here. Like nobody, no, they nobody, gonna, nobody did that. And they, they no,
2: and I to, didn't. And expect I don't think anybody would. No. I didn't expect unless I, they know me. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: But and nobody um,
1: knew you but me.
2: Yeah. How
0: do you feel, because I know that we sit here and we talk about black issues all the time, and you're constantly in a black safe space where these are topics we're constantly talking about, how do you feel, how do you feel before you experience this, and how do you feel after you experienced this?
1: Uh, before, like I wasn't offended or anything, like I totally understood where they were coming from. Um, I was just a little bit, you know, surprised, I guess. And just, like, kind of speechless. And I, at first, like, I was my first thing was like, oh, this is really hypocritical because always talking about how you're being discriminated against, you know, for being black, and then I'm just discriminated against for being white, doing the same thing. Like, two wrongs don't make a right. But I understand, you know, the whole concept of a safe space, being able to talk about your feelings with people that, you know, you are comfortable identifying with people that are part of understand you and understand your culture. Um, but, and then afterwards, you know, I feel like it was a good learning experience and I think, you know, it's good for people to understand that. I think people that, you know, feel like that wondering why that I don't want to name names. Um, (laughs) but I think we might know what we're talking about. Um, like trying to figure out what they're doing wrong or what they can do and they just don't realize that it's just a thing that exists and it's really hard to, you know, just you can't just change it with your actions you know, the only things you can do is you know, recognize that you know, discrimination exists do your best not to perpetuate that and you know being able to help people you know, that listen to you you know realize that same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I know that if I was... Because I've been in areas where it is predominantly white and they're sitting here talking about black issues. Yeah. Well, I'm right there. Like and they, asking, they think
1: they know what they're talking exactly. about. Yeah, and and I they seen don't.
0: That. And, they'll, and like, they won't even ask me for my opinion. It's like, hello, I'm black, but you guys don't even want to hear my voice. Why? Because yeah. you guys are about to... like, You know everything that you're saying is wrong. Yeah. And it's hard for me to sit there and voice my opinion. Why? Because I'm not in a position of power. Do you feel like you're not powerful here? Like you don't have any type of power or say so when we are talking about black issues? and.
1: I mean, a lot of times, like, I'll be listening to you guys, and a lot of times I'll just, I won't, you know, put in my two cents. Like, I, I'll just, I prefer to rather just listen and take it in and just kind of, like, think about it before I just blurt something out. Which is very small. Because I, yeah, because mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, you guys have a completely different perspective, completely different you know, way that you grew up, culture that you've experienced with your families and, you know, your neighborhoods that you grew up in, and that I have a completely different experience. So it's just another perspective that I feel like I should respect before I just, you know, speak up and tell you that you're wrong. But I do like to make people think critically. Just like I said, like critical thinking, I think is important. So, you know, challenging some of your ideas like, hey, this, this and this, you know, what do you think about that? i think that's important that's what i mainly try to do it's Yeah, because like, we
2: usually get conversations started yeah, that way it's not like, I'm like t- we'll think of you or you joy will say something or i'll say something and then gabe will be like well what about this or that or how does that work or what about if it was this way so yeah i mean it does it, it does spark conversation and it does i mean anytime we have talks we always educate one another we though. always I think. do all of us
0: always end up picking something up off the ground from it yeah,
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah like honestly that's like kind of what i hate about you know what's going on right now is people aren't willing to listen to people or like challenge idea or be able to listen to the idea challenge it and then let them speak again to challenge you back it's more it's a really one-way thing yeah and i see that especially in politics especially with like gender issues black yeah. issues um, so i don't know i think there should just be more discussion instead of you know attacking one another just yeah but,
0: but. in a sense it's hard for you to have these discussions when like people aren't willing to listen cuz that's the two-sided streak of communication is one person is telling all the information and the other person has to be willing to take it in and not like and i'm not saying Gabe as of gay, but I'm just saying a lot of white people, when you do tell them, hey, this is a black issue, this does happen all the time to black people, they're like, but, but, but. They they yeah, always game, have a doesn't do to it. game doesn't do that. Game just sits and
2: listens. There's other people like, but this so and so happened to me. But 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 it's like, do you understand no, what white people go through? Why? But it's not about you. Exactly. That's the thing. When you're trying to d- discuss these issues with white people about black issues, and. And Gabe doesn't do this, but they're sitting up there trying to justify it or trying to lessen your experience by saying, but it happened to me too, but it just happened this way. But it's, you know you cannot do that. It is not about you as the white person. It is about the experiences of black people exactly. living in a white-dominated society, having to deal for 400 years with oppression, um, And it's about what that's done to us as a people.
0: And I um, think it's hard. That's what it's about. It's hard for us to be like, okay, this took place and this happened to me in a white space. And then they'll be like, well, I went to this black exclusive club in this black, predominantly black space. And you know that those are very, very hard to find. That means that you were hunting for it. Yeah. And so when you go there and you get discriminated against, and that's where a lot of their stories stem from, is they got discriminated against in a black safe space. And then it's like, and then they go back into the world and it's like, and as soon as you leave that safe space you're back automatically in a white safe space. So it's like hard for them to understand that like this was specifically just for black people you got discriminated against because this isn't your safe space. The world is your safe space and they're not yeah. able to see or translate that at all.
2: But I do, my thing is I don't see, I know Tons of people who would, white people who do that. I don't see Gabe. I don't see Gabe. Gabe, Gabe never David does that. No. He just kind of, you know, okay. Like okay. when we left, it was just a point of discussion. That's what sparked this podcast. Yeah. You know, let's examine and unpack this yeah. um, amongst ourselves. Um, but you don't see that, well, let me run back to my safe white space with just leave them to that mm-hmm. i don't really want to know i don't really care gabe really wants to know and wants to understand yeah, and
0: it takes the time to understand yeah and we need more people like that in this yeah. world honestly and you know so gabe <laughs> if you were to kind of share something with other white people out here who don't understand how it is to be black in America, or how to listen, or how to digest black conversations, like what advice would you give them on how to like, be in a black safe space? I would
1: say, interact with more black people and like, just try to understand, you know, what they're going through, just listening, recognizing what's going on. Don't try to solve the problems. I don't think that's really what you, you can't really solve, I don't think you can solve race issues i don't know there's yeah it's difficult to say but i would just say like interacting with more black people understanding what they're going through um yeah and just listening and not trying to like impose your views because your perspective is completely different from whatever they're going through i like
2: that response yeah i saw it coming in that black space (laughs) but i just was like when the guy said, so let's address the elephant in the room.
1: That's kind of a little insulting. me an <laughs> elephant. Oh my God.
2: I was like, oh, here, here we go.
0: I completely disagree with the way it was handled, but at the same time, this is the way it's handled all the time with black people. Like all the time, point blank and out in public. You know, always talk about how
1: things are handled incorrectly, so why not just do it right,
0: and that's and that's another thing. Like, yeah, we could choose to do it right. You're right, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> if I'm about to pay back massa. I'm gonna pay back massa.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. And that's how. And that's how I took it. That's how I took it. It's like they they didn't know Gabe. They so didn't it. know his um intentions. his intentions. They I may I think I made it pretty clear that we we were prepared for this cause we weren't really sure what the agenda was from the email. It seemed like it was supposed to be for an all black space, but whenever there's something all black in this, in this state,
0: Washington, it,
2: <laughs> There's always some white people there mm-hmm. and it didn't specify exactly this is strictly a black safe space. I know what a black safe space is, mm-hmm. you know, and I would never have put Gabe into that position. But we just weren't, we didn't know, we we didn't know what exactly the agenda
3: yeah.
2: was. We knew there was going to be mostly black people, yeah. but I mean, but we were prepared for it. I mean, did I like the way it was handled? No, we could have been pulled off to the side before we entered the room and started doing sign-up sheets and name tags. Mm -hmm. I'd have been perfectly fine if the greeters would have just said, you know what, Um, do you identify, you know, because they went around the room asking how people identify.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And when it got to Gabe, of course he's not black. And then we'd been there for a half an hour. Just stop me at the gate, you know. And you and say, you know, ask Gabe, does he? I mean, you know, come on, dude, are you identifying as black? Gabe would have said, no, all you had to do was say, this is a safe black space. Um, and I'd have gotten it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'd have been thinking, might say that on your email, but maybe they can't strictly say that on on their their email. email. I don't know, but I'll know next time. Um, but they should have stopped us at the door and then just said, well, you know, hey, you know, it's a strictly safe black space. And then we'd have been like, okay, we'll just, you know, Leave. we'll, you know, our sister's house will will represent next time. Yeah. You know, and now we know. Thank you. Yeah. And we would have just left.
0: Yeah. I'll say the way it handled definitely wasn't good. And I know that, like.
2: But on the flip side. Is it like. Yeah, on the flip side, you know, there they don't know Gabe. Mm-hmm. They ain't never seen Gabe in their lives. You know how black folks are. With
0: white
3: folks. With
2: white long folks. When life. they have nothing at stake. They're like, you know, you get what you get too bad. Mm-hmm. And you're just... You're the elephant in the room.
1: I have a question. Because I've argued with this with Joy. She made a statement that black people can't be racist. And I know I tried to get the definition from you of what being racist is mean, and you think you said it was it's, uh, a it's class being...
2: A, no, it is it is racism. You mean prejudice. Black people can be prejudiced against white people all day long because there's no power dynamic involved. Yeah. No. But the difference between racism and prejudice is the power dynamic that racism projects, right? So black people have absolutely no power over white people, we have no political power, we have no economic power over white people. So no, I can't be racist against against you. Um, can I be prejudiced against you? Yep, all day long. Can I be racist against a native um, or a Mexican immigrant? Yep, because they, you don't have any power either. Now me and you can be racist against one another, mm-hmm. but there's no power there. You know, Native Americans don't have any power over white people in this country. Mexican immigrants don't. And um color, basically. They're yeah, yeah so but we can be we, we can be racist against no. each other all day long. It's 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 the power factor. Okay. Prejudice, yes.
1: Cuz Joyce Joy said black people can't be racist and I was like, "No, they definitely
2: can." No. Well, black people That's can be against racist against, against other other people.
1: Not who maybe not aren't against empowered. white people. Yeah, I understand that part. Yeah,
2: but. I can't be racist against you. Joy can't be racist against you. There's no black person in this country that can be racist against another a white person in this country because you'll always have more power. You'll always have more privilege. Um, but can I be prejudiced against you? Can you yeah. please
0: define prejudiced for those who do not? It's know.
2: when I it, it it's when I take a stereotype about you, or I take something about you that I don't like. And I apply it to the whole to your whole group, right? So um, I don't know, white people smell like wet chickens. Maybe well, not you Gabe. Maybe someone you know smells like a wet chicken, mm-hmm. and the when they get wet from the rain, right? That's a big one. Yeah. You know that's a big one. White I, folks smell like smart. wet chickens or I've wet dogs. Dog. Wet, wet dog wet
1: dog, right but all people.
2: Yeah, so oh so you like take so you know, know three white so you know three white white people that you know and you went to school with them and it was a rainy day and they came in oh Lord here comes the white folks smelling like wet dog or yeah. wet chicken so you apply it to the whole group yeah. right um, black people are always you know um, bumping their rap music down the street in their cars
3: yeah
2: so you see. That happened once or twice, and you apply it to all people, right I can you know, Africans um, Africans, if I as an African-American say something about Africans, Africans um, don't don't oh, this is a good one. Africans can't stand African-Americans. They think they're better than. So you know one African person and you don't even know what country in Africa they are from cuz each country has their own traditions and their own culture and then you apply it to all African people.
3: Okay.
2: That's being prejudice. Mm-hmm. I can't be I can't be racist against a white person. I don't have that. We don't hold any power. Mm -hmm. and it used to be just in the thought of just in this country it's worldwide worldwide. there's nothing more powerful on earth than a white male
0: for instance Gabe if you went to this event today and you stood outside and called the police you could have had the whole entire thing shut down well, a room full of black people.
1: For discrimination For from discrimination. a federally funded. Exactly. You program, could, have you, could yeah.
0: have, you didn't even have to specify all of that. Policarean. I'm a white male and I was not able yeah. to get into this event. Shut down on, like, on site. And you were in Olympia? Oh,
3: right,
2: yeah.
1: It was right next to the police station. It was right next <laughs> to
2: the exactly. and sheriff station. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that is the type of power that you as a white man, and quite frankly, a white woman could have done it. Exactly.
1: I was trying to think of like If somebody else we you know Would have went with you And was put in my position I could see them like Crying about it and
3: not Oh yeah it well, Yeah
1: And, and like know, not handling we it Well at all And I, yeah, I think you know handling... Exactly like The type oh, yeah. of people I'm talking about
0: And Gabe's grown up um, we went to high school together, and he grew up with people of color. So, like conversations like this aren't very new to him. I think that now it's just on more real. It's to more him. real, and it's on a more educated context. Because we used to be like, "Damn, those white kids," or something like that. Like, and Gabe was the only white kid in our group and he'd
1: be like yeah they suck or something like that i say like i hate white people all the time
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know i like you know i have uh, my granddaughter's mom says that all the time too i can't stand when white people do and she'll be and she's white yeah you know or one of my best friends who's white I can't stand white mm. folks when they do stuff like that. Or I can't, look at, no, look at those white folks. No, we're not going over there, you know. But, Just, yeah, you there are, I mean, we, we live in Washington. It's mostly white here. It's not like you don't have a white acquaintance or a white friend you grew up with mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know.
0: You most likely, as you grow up, you don't have them now,
2: but. Yeah, yeah. but. But you know that there are people that are white, that are allies out here, and they're just trying to understand. Then you have people who act like they're allies, and they don't really want to understand. They just want to have their, you know... Say they're able to understand. Say say they're... Exactly, Joy. Say they're able to understand, but don't want to put the work into understanding, because they're too busy still with their own white privilege, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know. They're able to
0: relinquish a little bit of their white privilege or, like, use a little bit of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. If we're in a room full of white people and they're calling you out, I'm in the corner not defending you. But if it's two white people, I might defend you. So Yeah, that's
2: I've seen that happen so many times. So it's just... Like Joy said. Can
0: we define what it means to be a white ally? Or, yeah, what it means to be an ally to those of color?
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, what it means to me, it means somebody who is not fakely or fraudulently in your space pretending like they care when they really don't they're in your space because they're genuinely interested in how you have to navigate this world with all the 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 things that you have against you. It's it's someone who sits back and says, "Damn, I didn't I there's I've never had to deal with that." Yeah. How how the hell must that feel? Yeah. I how how does that feel to I mean, I I can't fathom it. And to look at yourself and know that you have privilege and that you're white and then just you have to suck it up. (laughs) You know, when we, when we, when you're in our space and we show you,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: don't sit there and be, you know, like, oh, I'm just so offended. And, and, um, And no, that's, that's being racist against us. And that's being, no, it's the truth. It's not like we're sitting up here, you know, not, not telling you our truth. It's someone who listens to our truth. It's not even our truth. It's the truth.
0: That's that's point blank, period. I'll
2: I'll say our experiences that are the truth. Truth, uh,
0: Yeah. It's
2: someone that listens to them and doesn't say Jack, S h i t. (laughs) but they just listen.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, and they and, and 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 then they just try their best to empathize. You can never sympathize, mm-hmm. but you can empathize. Um, but to me that's an ally. Yeah. Someone I feel I didn't feel when we were sitting in that room today, I didn't feel embarrassed like oh my god now all these black women are here and I brought this white guy in and they're all going to look at me and um if we have to get up and leave it's going to be so embarrassing I didn't have a problem with it at all Gabe and I went there together it turned out like we suspected that it might we didn't know for sure because if it hadn't that would have been a great day for Gabe a great learning process Mm -hmm. for him you know um, and, but it did, and I didn't feel like, oh God, I'm so embarrassed in front of all these black women. It's just, no, because I don't have to be. I have, I'm, I'm secure in myself.
0: Exactly, and with your white
2: ally. I, I'm, I'm secure in my blackness. I'm secure as a black female. I'm secure in the fact that I, I, you know, I have a white ally. I'm secure in the fact that, um... We were at, you know, we were asked to leave. I know why. I ain't got no problem with it because I know we need black spaces. Mm It wasn't the time for Gabe to be in on one of these conversations. We rolled the dice. It didn't work in our favor. It didn't come up double six. So we left. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry about it. I wasn't embarrassed about it. It just wasn't what it was. Well, I don't know what those women were saying when I left. I have no clue. I know I had one sister in there that knew me from a previous, um, you know, the um, previous um, meeting or that I went to. Yeah. She heard I. I'm not like I don't bite my tongue in front of white people. I don't. Yeah. I never have. I don't think Gabe will say I do. In fact, I know Gabe will say I don't. I know you don't. I just don't do it. I'm too old to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't placate like that anymore, and I don't suck up to. If you don't like what I'm saying, you know what you can do about it. You can about face and leave.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm respectful to people, but I tell the truth. Yeah. And I'm not gonna bite my tongue in front of white people to make them feel more comfortable. I just don't do it. Yeah. Um, and that woman there knew that about me, so I hope when I left, that you know. There was a good conversation about that too because mm-hmm. it's really interesting it would be very interesting to me to be a fly on the wall to see what the conversation what afterwards. Afterwards, was yeah. after I left. Yeah.
0: I think to me being a an ally to people of color is basically just being in support of them no matter what. Like if you're gonna use your white privilege, do not use it ninety percent of the way Use it a hundred percent of the way. If you see a black man with a police officer stand next to them, be like, Okay, what is going on? You don't understand that by you instantly being there, you could have stopped a murder. Like it's just like and it's it's it literally goes to zero to hundred real quick especially when we're dealing with like facts and stuff like that if you are in a white place in a white safe space and you see someone that is of color that's uncomfortable stand next to them stand by them make sure that they are comfortable like if you're gonna use your white privilege like you use it all the time all Mm. the time no matter what people are gonna say about you like If you're going to sit up here and say that I help people of color, you better help them out a hundred percent of the way, even if it's coming into a safe space of theirs and being quiet, just being in support of whatever they need and being willing to hear out what what factors are going on in their lives and if they ask for help that's the only time for you to step in not for you to step in just because oh this is an issue i can actually deal with this is one that yeah yeah. this is one i could tolerate dealing with this is one that would look good like a white
2: savior yeah
0: like i don't like that at all like if you're gonna do it do it a hundred percent of the way and it's and there are a lot of white people out there that claim they're allies but as soon as something happens, as soon as something gets mm-hmm. intense, it's they disappear. They automatically disappear. And it happens so frequent so frequently and so often and that's a whole entire reason why a lot of the times they aren't allowed in safe spaces, mm-hmm. in safe black spaces, because it happened so frequently. If it didn't happen so frequently, we wouldn't be so reluctant to have these spaces and to welcome people into these spaces. It's because it always just gets flipped on us. Well, this is what went in in their meetings. This is what happened in their meetings. This yeah. is an insight into the black world. No. Yeah. If you're going to turn back and and observe turn back and educate your other fellow white people if you see something else going on where they're speaking out of ignorance correct it right away correct it
2: yeah i think the biggest if you just want to sum it up if you're going to be a white ally just stand on the side of right exactly instead of wrong
0: point blank period
2: but most most white people they're not stupid they watch they can watch things go on horrible things go on all the time and they know it's wrong, but they'll do it for the sake of their whiteness and their white privilege. Mm-hmm. Just stand on the side of right. That's all that need be
1: deciphered.
2: Yeah. Is this right or is this wrong? So I,
1: I, also, like, I have another experience. So like, you know how in Auburn, we would always say the N-word a lot. Yeah. But nobody would ever like say anything. Or like if you're Hispanic right. or if you're white be saying that N word is okay and that like one time i asked sanders i was like hey is it okay if i say this it was like yeah you're my boy (laughs) i was like okay and i don't know if that's like right or wrong or why people don't speak up just like if you're their friend or like sometimes it's okay why why do certain black people think that yeah you can say that whatever it just means like and then other black people will be like very offended
0: that black people don't have a collective thought, not in an entirety in our world. Because there's black people who stand on the side with white people. And then there's black people who stand against white people. Then there's black people who well, can not Yeah, We're not block. a homogenous group. We're not at I, all. I, I do know
2: more. one thing. I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with the word nigger. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem repeating it when someone white calls me that. I don't go walk up and go, yeah, he called me the N-word. No, I want you to feel just what this person called me. Mm-hmm. That person called me a nigger. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying to you, mm-hmm. right? I don't have, there are plenty of black people that, that you know, like to use the word nigger in a, or nigga, or whatever in a, in a playful, context. in a playful familial sense, it's all—it's almost like, you it's know, like a lot of people brother, say, sometimes, yeah, yeah, a lot of people say we've taken the word back,
3: yeah. you
2: know, and made it work for ourselves. I don't—I don't know. It's up to—I don't have a problem with people who don't like the saying the word, and I don't have a problem with black people who use it. But I, it it doesn't asking, bother me one way or another.
0: Gabe is asking in the context of white people saying. I'm before. getting to
2: that. Okay. I don't think white people should ever use that word. Mm-hmm. It is not. It, no, I just don't think white people should ever use that word.
0: And I'm gonna.
3: It,
2: cause, it's. It, it's not a word to use. Yeah. It's a word. It's a word that has. You know all. All words have meanings behind them, and. Um, and I think, um, what's his name? ta Coates explained this the best. If I'm walking down the street, uh, you know, and I'm walking down the street with my, he said, I'm walking down the street with my wife.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, the, and, and, um, and so we go, we're, we're going somewhere. The wife's friends are there. And the wives say, a oh, girl, you know, they're you know Yeah th- the wife has friends and basically the wife has friends, they friends come over, um, and they girl bitch, you know, bitch this and that and the other. Yeah. But there it's a playful, you know. Terminal. So he's saying, Would I, you know, walk down the street with my wife and be like, bitch, this and that and the other, right? Yeah. He said I would never do that. I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that. That's not my, that. that's them, that's her and her friends over there, that's the, that's their space, that's the camaraderie they have. I would never call my wife a bitch."
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and he said he had a white friend that had this trailer that they go camping in and they playfully, the white guy playfully calls the trailer, um, 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 trailer park trash, right? Like he goes, I'm not gonna say that that my friend is trailer park trash. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable saying that. So so everyone has their own their own little space and view and words that they use because it's in a comfort zone and a collective it's collectively like that within a culture. Do I so I don't know. I'm not gonna no. White people should never use the word nigger. Yeah. Or or nigger. Yeah. I just, know,
0: And in the, like, to me, because I was at school with Gabe, I wasn't educated enough to know to stop it. I didn't let... Just any white kid say it though. The only white person I liked at the school was Gabe and I did have other white friends who Identified as people of color So I thought that since they are of color and since they had been oppressed like me They are allowed to say it. and I had a friend but when I did become educated I had this friend and she used to say it all the time. She's saying like Nick like she was comfortable saying it between She probably said it more than me. She said it more than Sanders, she said it more than Kai, and she said it more than like all of us. And this is like a little <laughs> like. And I used to tell her, I'd be like, "Listen, I'm uncomfortable with you using that word," and she'd be like, "Shut up! I'm a person of color. I could say that word if I want no, to." Just because and, and, you're a person of color. And then on color, top of no. that, and then she would go out and she'd be dating all these Trump supporters. You want to sit here and say "nigga" and then be in the uh, but excuse like no, no, do not do that. And I told her that. And one time we were in Seattle and we were out clubbing and these black girls walked by and i had just told her again to stop saying that word and i was like go up to them and approach them since you're a person of color say nigga. call them niggas and then she was like no i'm not gonna do that and i was like why not and she was sorry. yeah
2: yeah which is just goes back to i just don't think that word should be used by um it it's However we choose to use it or not choose to use it as a culture, that's us. And but I think outside of our culture, and I don't and care if you're another per- person of color. Yeah. You cannot... I'm sorry. Um, the last time I heard so- another person of color being called a nigger what that wasn't a- a- black, of African diaspora, was um, my friend who's... Um, who is Algerian and she was, someone called her a sand nigger, right? So, but if you, nobody's calling white people niggers, mm-hmm. so there's, no. That word is not to be used outside of our culture by anyone. And it shouldn't be. Um, it, um, I'm sorry, you can't, Mexicans can't use it. Uh, um, Asian people can't use it. Uh, no. It's collectively in our culture. Whoever in our culture decides to use it the way they want to use it or not use it, that's up to them. But outside of our culture, no. no. If
0: your ancestors weren't called niggas, if she, white people won't call you nigga, you cannot say nigga. I'm just just for clarification. Yeah, no. Just to clarify. No.
2: No, no. no. It's that's a, that's a, because that is an allowance that can get you into a lot of trouble if you've been if you're another culture and someone around you has allowed you to use that word around them then I'm not saying you Gabe but someone else can clearly go out and think they can use it somewhere else in another context around another population of people uh, a different you know some another you can get you killed exactly. you might feel safe saying it around your friends and singing it in songs but <laughs> you get around the wrong group of black folks and that can get you killed. In an so it's just best we leave it, that word, to, to its own people. devices, to whoever within our own culture. Because, it doesn't
0: matter if you're layout. Yeah, you know, no. It just doesn't
2: that, No, I'm not. I don't, I... And I think
0: it's up to now for us to educate the younger generation, especially, like, I have a little brother, letting him know that, like, I know you have white friends but it's not okay for them to say that word and letting them know why because at the same time we have to we can't set the standard and then be like oh but my friend can say because he's not racist
2: I don't care if you're not racist or not (laughs) I'm setting a standard I'll set it because the problem is with that word the problem is is that people who are not black of African diaspora and I, just, I'm just, there's a lot of other people who do this, but I'm just going to use white people. Because white people have had so much privilege for so long, they basically, and I'm generalizing here, okay, sorry, but basically they think they have the rights to everything. They can take everything. That's everything true. is at their disposal. They can, <coughs> you know, i Oh, I could just take and it's so ingrained in them that they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I want that, so it's mine. Um, I want that, so I'll wear that. They have given absolutely no thought to um how it is perceived culturally, um or or who they're taking from and how it affects them. Mm-hmm. But white people do this all the time. They've been doing it since the beginning of time. They will continue to do it. That is part of white privilege. That I have the right to take what I want. And they and this is why there's you see these little white kids running around saying the word nigger. Yeah. Because just because you heard it on a rap song does not And you listen to that rap no, you can't say it. Mm-hmm. Don't sing-song it back to me, and let me hear you and think that it that's okay. Yeah. Because I've already had that happen at school one time. This Asian dude said the he was in the um, the smoking thing, and he was talking on the phone like nigger, my nigger, and i, I said excuse me, um, I do you not see me sitting right here? I am a black female, and that. You will not say in front of me, you take that somewhere else. I don't know who you're talking to, you know one of your little black friends you think you can be safe with saying that, but oh no, take then you don't you will not say that in front of me and then and, and then you my favorite thing is no. to
0: embarrass people when they say it. I'll no. be like, "What did you say and then they'll hesitate, like I say all the time yeah. whenever I go to like parties, they'll be like. It'll just be like kids rapping along, and I'll be like, "What did you say?" And then they'll be like really embarrassed, and they'll move away. Yeah. If you can't say it in front of my face, like don't say it at all. Like you shouldn't be saying it all to begin with. But still.
2: No. Yeah, I have a huge problem with that word being said outside because it's 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 extremely. It it's it denotes a a pain.
0: Yeah.
2: You know that nobody else.
0: And people. Knows we'll about so you you, you
2: you can't know.
0: Exactly. No. Like a lot of people are like, Well if we can't say it no one else should be able to say it. And that's just how much privilege that they exactly. that they think like lies within them. It's yeah. Like, no. If I can't say it, no one should be yeah. able to. Okay, Becky, like yeah. excuse Guess me. Guess
2: what? There's something on this earth you can't have, little white lady. I there know. oh my god. There's one thing on this earth you can't have. Oh you can't have that. You don't have the rights to that. Um, yeah.
0: I think that this was a very interesting conversation. I honestly... I'm glad Gabe experienced that. Like, I'm I'm <laughs> overjoyed that he did. Because I think now he's able to just get a little bit... A semblance of a taste of what it feels like to be black in America.
1: I think everybody probably maybe has experienced it or at least should experience it sometime in their life and I think yeah. it's important.
2: Yeah. I think it's
1: very important. Yeah.
2: Inspiring. Like um let's see. Oh, Renas experienced it. <laughs> yeah. If my it's not it.
1: race, like even just being a prostitute, they experience that's, discrimi- yeah, that's discrimination thats discrimination. Yeah. You know, we haven't even talked about you know gender discrimination at all. Yeah. there's yeah. so many other things. things. There's so many things you can be discriminated. Yeah,
2: for I, I think the biggest. I think you got the biggest one of all. Though I mean because it was race based, and, that's, and it and it was based on your race from black people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest one. We can talk about gender, all gender, um, and other. Other um, isms, ageism, genderism, all that stuff. But none of it trumps racism. None of it does. None of it does. Because it intersects with everything. You can be white and be LGBTQ and have way more privileges than a black LGBTQ. I, I This is what I said last week. Just add black and stir.
3: Mm-hmm. Once
2: you, you, you get one ism and you add black to it, then it's it's... It's it's a hundred times worse.
3: Yeah.
2: So I think there's nothing worse than racism and racism between black and white people.
0: There's a totem pole, and the lowest numbers of it are trans black women. Then it goes black women. Then it goes black men. Then after that, it's like every other race on us. But yeah. we're at the bottom. There's
2: no it. race on earth that people
1: hate worse than black people. I don't know. I don't really like... Ranking how bad a race we don't like it either. We don't but like, that we don't like that's that's it, true. but
2: that's the the like truth. You think true. about the
1: Native American population just got completely decimated well, by white people. Well, like that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they're basically almost I'd say you know their whole population. Well, yeah, was I, I, I would okay,
2: well, I can I can I've seen plenty of Native Native American people that if you if really if you they were walking down the street i would think they were white mm-hmm. and so that white perception gives you i can't she can't walk down the street and have people think she's white no yeah but now, i more? do agree there's nobody on there's nobody in this in this country worse off than native americans worse off in the in the, in the factor of economics um because they their lands have been stolen and and they've been relegated to reservations and they're trying to do something about that. Yeah. They've stolen half their reserva- their reservation lands continue to be stolen., yeah. you know. I agree with that. But as far as um, racism goes, no because yeah. I can take someone off, I can take a, a, a native woman off a reservation and she can be perceived as white. And she will be less hated than Joy because Joy is black. And not only is Joy black, Joy is dark-skinned. Mm-hmm.
0: So... And I didn't even put black women at the bottom. I said black, like, black trans
2: women are at the
0: bottom of the table. Yeah. Another thing is, it.
2: there's white Hispanics. Are they Hispanic? Yes. Do they look white? Yes. They walk around here passing for white all day long. Mm-hmm. No, nope, no. Nope. Oh, I didn't know you were Hispanic. Yeah, yeah, there's white Hispanics. There's a whole bunch of ethnic groups that that can be perceived as or pass for white because they know the privilege it affords them. A lot of times they don't correct people because they know the privilege it affords them. Or they're just oblivious to it and people are perceiving them as white and they get treated better. She can't walk around this earth like that
1: unless she's in Africa.
0: Well, unless I'm in Africa, that's a Muslim in Africa—that's a different story. Because so there's a whole bunch of racist
2: people in Africa. How do you think Africa got the way it is? Mm-hmm. Colonized the way it is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a totem pole and structure everywhere. It's just the totem pole changes, no matter where you're at. But in America, it's all color based. Yep. Color, color, yeah. and gender—it's yeah. a bunch of different things, but it's well. And colored.
2: then look at South Africa.
0: Mm-hmm. That's color-based, too.
2: <laughs> But you <laughs> it's have not to, like they don't know racism. But
0: even in Asia part of it is color based because a lot of the reasons why Asians don't tan is because they become yellow. That's why they prefer pale skin. Like if I were to go to Asia I'm going to get treated the same way that I'm going to get treated in America. It wouldn't change at all.
2: Well the well Southeast Asians are dark, you know, because they're, you know, they're closer to the um equator. Yeah. And they work They work outside, you know. For Asians, mostly it was if they could see you were darker skinned, that meant you were working class and you weren't of the elite. So it's the same thing. It's colonization.
0: Yeah, It really is
2: colonization. And I'm, hey, this is the truth. Everywhere the white man goes, that happens. Everywhere, there's not a place on this earth that a a European white Europeans have gone where that hasn't happened where people that are are non-white feel less than they have to change their color I have to change my hair um I don't want to be dark like this no let me bleach my skin Mm -hmm. um oh no we can't yeah no yeah it's colonization does that there
0: is no black safe space, but some parts of Africa.
2: Well, that's why I didn't get mad at the peop- that the group down in Olympia. You, we need black safe spaces. spaces. Um, space. There's no reason for me to get mad at that. We need them. Just wasn't the the time and space for for for, for um, me and Gabe.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: If I'd have went there by myself, I'd have been fine. Yeah. If Gabe had went there, they'd have been like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, we went there together, and it was a learning—it was, yeah, it was a really good learning curve. I think it
0: was a really good learning curve. Mm-hmm. Gabe, do you have any takeaways you would like to share
1: as we Go. end this podcast? Talked about it all already. You know, just being able to listen and accept multiple perspectives— cause everybody's perspective is going to be different from what yours is and just trying to understand rather than challenge their perspective I think is mm. important mm. and respecting it also even though you might think it's wrong like it's okay you know if you think it's wrong you don't have to judge you can have a conversation and you know, ask
0: questions ask if you think questions it's
1: wrong. I know ask for,
0: ask for like don't leave a safe space or
1: like yeah and then I know. see so so many people will just they'll be talk. they hear somebody that something says and then they go repost it on twitter saying how terrible they are but they won't even ask a question to that yeah. person like hey why did you say this what do you mean by this you know this was actually really offensive you know and instead they want all the i feel like it's a lot of attention based too they just want this attention or want to attack someone because they disagree with them like that happens on twitter all the time with, n- with no matter what issue it is it could be race it could be Anything pretty much.
0: Pretty much. It's okay to ask questions. Like black people, I'd rather you ask questions. I'd rather you ask all the offensive Mm -hmm. questions in the world if it's gonna help you gain a semblance of
1: understanding. And also having people be open to answering questions Mm -hmm. truthfully and honestly without getting you just saying how would you not know that you're stupid like how do you not know that? Like I I would hate to hear ask be asking a question and then be made like I'm stupid, feel like I'm stupid, yeah, but even asking that, yeah,
2: yeah, and then too, you have to feel as as a black person, you have to feel comfortable enough with that white person to even be let in the space to ask the questions mm-hmm. because most of the time, to be honest, black people look at other white people like, yeah, whatever, you I'm just you know, I'm not your teacher, I'm not trying to be." I don't care, whatever, that's you, you know. But to be really asked to be in those spaces, to be let into those spaces, you have to, as a black person, you have to be very comfortable um, with that white person to let be let into the, that space.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You can have white um, colleagues all day long. Oh, I have them, yeah. But to be, be let into that space, to to, to learn... Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother thing.
0: Do you have any takeaways for us, Jill?
2: I, I actually have (laughs) never been in the position I was in today, (laughs) right? I just really haven't. Um, To be with um, someone that I really like and care about that's white, and to go into a black space and basically, no, yeah, we got to go. (laughs) I have have seen, you know, it happened where the person wasn't my friend. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the person. I didn't have any skin in the game, but that wasn't what happened today. Gabe is my friend. I had skin in the game. I care about Gabe. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first time that ever happened to me where i where i i found out no it ain't just some black folks putting something on for us and you know how white folks come to that this is a total black safe space yeah. um so um i yeah so it was new for me too i've never had that happen
3: yeah
2: i've seen it happen yes. to you know where white people are like yeah you don't belong here and you need to go but they i didn't they weren't my friend so i didn't care (laughs) and they probably should have left you know but yeah
0: i would say i wasn't there to experience it all but i'm honestly really i'm kind
2: of glad it happened uh yeah i'm really really
0: glad it happened because it opens up conversations for mm -hmm. like this and i feel like there are that black people need to be put in more positions of power when we are gathered at the table and there's a majority of us there are issues that we do need to take place and stand precedent with but at the same time like we can't just keep Treating our oppressors the way they treated us, or else there's never gonna be, there's never gonna be a like any type of level of understanding.
3: Right.
2: There has to be safe black spaces in order for that to happen, though. We have to heal ourselves and talk amongst ourselves in order for that to even. And I respect
0: that there should be strictly black safe spaces, and then there should be black spaces safest spaces where white people are allowed to come and join but they are not allowed to participate they're just there to observe to understand and to listen and mm-hmm. then there should be ones where they're able to ask, ask questions. questions voice their opinions but not offensive opinions like if you're gonna come with opinions come with educated ones and have an environment of understanding cause that's the only way we're gonna get past all of this racism and like and like the lack of progress that's going on in america is because a lot of people are busy flapping their mouth and not trying to understand and listen and take time to let like the thoughts sit in their mind and like it's automatically just on the defense and that's on both I'm going to say black and white side. If a white woman is telling you, I don't understand, be like, okay, why don't you understand? Break it down for me. Why don't you understand? And then give them the facts. Like, that's the only way we'll come to like.
2: Yeah. And I don't think we're ever going to get rid of racism. I don't think so. That's not the goal for me. Because racism will never die. It will always be around. It's going to be around. It won't go away in your lifetime. Certainly not in mine um but my my goal is the more i just take my little microcosm and the more people i have around me that um i feel safe around that understand me and my collective culture and and my experiences i'm good with that yeah I i'm good asking, with that i know that
0: racism won't be cleared but it's just like the progression
2: of that is yeah. progression you just take your little space yeah and you and you and then you build on it from there yeah. um because that's progression because yeah. there's 365 degrees of separation and he'll know someone that i don't know and then and then he can gabe can um straighten certain things things out to that person that's saying, no, you shouldn't say that about black people, or black people, that's not been my experience with black people, or, you know, maybe engage that person. I can engage somebody else about something, a white ally or a, a white friend. I mean, it's this networking thing, and if everyone did it, you know, then you, you buffer your own little microcosm with it. Mm-hmm. Never gonna get rid of racism um on a, on a macro level through systems through the government it's too ingrained it's too it's there but if you can if you can take your own space and 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 branch it out and surround yourself with those types of people then you're just doing the best you can um because I don't see racism going anywhere.
0: I just realized this event took place in Black History Month. (laughs) Oh, it did.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) I'm glad that we're able to have conversations like this, though. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Confabulation. Please join us next week, and we will see you then.
2: Thank you. Bye. Oh, that was a good conversation.